0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. I did
1: my best to notice when the call came down the line. are we
0: human or are we dancer hello and welcome to this episode of that's what she said this one is an exercise in vulnerability i have not written it all down i have like a skeleton of an outline and some thoughts and some spaces where it's like we'll just see what happens um And I can do that, but I can tell you that it's much easier to write it all down and then just record it. (laughs) So I want to talk about how to actually enjoy being human. And if you're like, that's awfully vague, then yes, just listen with me here. Uh, First, let's start with uh, another of the saints, aside from St. Bernay, Glennon Doyle. And this is a quote from her latest book, love warrior which is amazing my word nerds you need some you need some love warrior in your life. She says quote "I've never let myself trust love because I've never let myself trust pain. What if pain, like love is just a place brave people visit? What if both require presence, staying on your mat and being still? If this is true, then maybe instead of resisting the pain, I need to resist the easy buttons. Maybe my reliance on numbing is keeping me from the two things I was born for, learning and loving. I could go on hitting easy buttons until I die and feel no pain, but the cost of that decision could be that I'll never learn, love, or be truly alive. So how to actually enjoy being human starts at a weird place, and that is with pain. Um, and that's, yeah, I'm not telling you this from a place of like, hooray, I'm telling you this from a place of like, uh, Glennon says it and I agree. And, um, what I've noticed with breathwork and with, um, watching people go through breathwork with, uh, holding space for them, with doing it myself on a regular basis is that there is often, if you imagine a, a lake, and you imagine that body of water cut like so that you see it from the side, like you would in a diagram. And there are layers to it um, that often it's there's sort of an oil spill of yuck on top of the lake that you'll find within your own interiors. That at the very top of the surface, there's usually anger and sadness or both. And we assume that those go on forever, that the whole lake is made of anger and sadness. And so who wants to go swimming in that or spend any time with that or stay at those shores? And what I found through doing my own work again and again and again, and through being depressed again and again and again, seasonally, just for funsies, (laughs) is that yes, there's anger. Yes, there's sadness. Yes, there's a layer of yuck, just like an oil spill that you see on top of a body of water. And below that, there is goodness, there is spaciousness, there is uh, reliable access to the divinity that lives within me and that lives within you and that lives within all of us. But I don't want to talk about the goodness. I want to talk about the oil spill because here's what I know about the oil spill and the yuck on top that you're immediately going to access and be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. The first thing is that it doesn't last forever. That if you have ignored your pain or your interiors for a very long time, it will last longer than if you've been doing your deep work, your hard work for, you know, decades. But it will not last forever. That that yuck has an endpoint. Not a single person on the earth is just anger and sadness all the way down with no goodness underneath. doesn't exist. It's also far worse to anticipate than to experience. So my anticipation of doing breath work and finding whatever I'm going to find on the other side is far worse than just actually doing it. It's like how if you decide you're going to run at 6 a.m., but you don't really want to, and you don't actually run until 6 p.m., the run is never as bad as the 12 hours that you spent dreading the run. This is the same thing when it comes to facing your own interiors and your own whatever lives in there. And the third thing is that it does end. At some point, you will experience an ending of the yuck. And that underneath that, you will find this spaciousness that will save your fucking life. Because when you're not afraid of yourself, when you're not afraid of your own interiors, when you are not afraid of being still and quiet, you become an incredibly powerful being. If you put me in a room with myself and I have nothing to do but be with myself, I'm not afraid. I think that's a fairly rare thing. And sometimes I am afraid. <laughs> but for the most part, there is no running from the terror. I'm willing to sit and be with myself. So that's the first thing. You have layers of yuck. When you go in, no matter how you get to that in, for me, it's breathwork. You will find spaciousness and goodness underneath. And that. Will be the reward. But most of us don't want to feel. I don't know anything about this. I did not spend a lot of years not feeling. I mean, that sounds like something that someone else did, not me. So I've talked before about how I'm an empath. I think lots of people are born empaths, meaning that you can feel other people's feelings. You can walk into a room and sense the energetic and emotional atmosphere. You can know who's mad at whom. You can feel who's sad, who's angry, who's hurt, who's tapped out, who's not here all those things instantaneously without it being a conscious process it's just something you do and you can feel other people's feelings in your body as if they were your own most people i've noticed have two reactions here Um, the first is to avoid to cut off to stop feeling to build insurmountable walls with electric fences and guardian trolls and gnomes that attack at first glance and barbed wire, and just every available method that you can possibly think of to not feel. And that's not feel inside yourself, to not feel other people's feelings, to just not feel. And that is an option. I think that's the most common option. The trope of that option is like John Wayne just walking around impenetrable to anything that happens, strutting his stuff because he's a cavalier outlaw kind of guy, right? That's the trope on that side of the spectrum. And at the other end of the spectrum, uh, you have no walls and you're just sort of a feeling mushball that is just a victim to the emotions of every single person that enters a room, that is part of a crowd or that you are near. And the trope of that that came to mind is the woman who's crying at a corporate meeting about an unrelated topic that has nothing to do with the corporate meeting, but she's just embarrassing herself, quote unquote, embarrassing herself. By just weeping continuously about you know her child has a cold or something. That's the trope. Also unflattering. Um, and we f- we fear being the feeling mushball. We absolutely do. And so we think that walls are the answer. And then we're like, well, that's not working. And so I spent uh, I don't know two decades maybe going back and forth between the two. And it's really hard to find. The middle ground here on the spectrum, which is a steady heart and a bright heart, that you are open, but that you are not bandied about by the emotions of every human on earth, and that you are open, but you have the ability to close if necessary, should there be energetic or actual danger. Because at both ends of the spectrum, whether you're all walls or just all feels, you are disempowered because one end is an impenetrable, the other end is victimhood. And at both ends, you are not in touch with your own emotions because you are so worried about dealing with the emotions of others that you don't have the steadiness and the groundedness to simply be with your own emotions. Unfortunately, having a bright heart that's open, that is not simply feeling everyone else's feelings all the time, is the only way to get to the really good stuff. It's the only way to go into your own interiors. And so how do we do that? Because you're like, Kristen, okay, fine, great, sounds great, yeah, totally, but how do we do that? And the answer is that you're going to have to make a space to reset on a regular basis, to reset your own emotions, your own feelings, your own body, your own life. You might do that in one of three ways. And I'm not going to tell you which way is right, especially if not right for you, but I, I'm going to tell you that you'll note that none of these involve the mind. You cannot think your way to different feelings. So all the people that are like, just think your way to the, you know, there are three ways in, and none of them are thinking. The first is movement. A really fantastic way to reset your feelings, your emotions, to be steady, to ground, to have that bright open heart is to move. For lots of people, that is uh, going to take the form of athletic activity. So running, jumping, climbing, um, swimming, yoga, boxing, any of the things that involve moving your physical body are typically going to translate to resetting your interior space to be just a little bit more forgiving and a little bit more grounded in your heart. You can't see me wiggling back and forth. When it feels like your heart is wobbly and it's just like a big mush ball, movement in your body will often bring your heart back to a place where it is feels steady and whole again. The second way is through the breath. Which I will talk about more in a second, and the third way is through energy. So, if and I would argue that energy can mean something like Reiki, something like meditation, uh, and also something like simply noticing and then gathering in your own energy. So, like guided meditation, especially anything that moves you through your chakras, is going to be super duper duper helpful there. When you are willing to do one of these things or all of these things, depending on the day, when you're willing to feel and when you're willing to process what you're feeling and then reset, you can actually enjoy being human because it's not just constantly painful or constantly numb, which is what the other two options will give you in time. So... Movement, breath, energy. And we all have a sort of hierarchy of those things. For me, um, energy is first. If the energy of a room is wrong, I don't care what's happening in that room. Like the Pope could be in a room of like, mm, no, it's not good. It's not good for whatever reason. Um, so the energy is first. That's what I assess first. That's what I care about and attend to first. And then breath. And then way down, like 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 just miles down. For me, there's movement, which is why I spent a lot of time being very, very frustrated that the path to health, quote unquote, was through movement. And I took a lot of people's advice and I did a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot a lot of movement. There was a period in college when I would wake up at midnight, wake up at 6 a.m., go uh, run for an hour, do workouts for uh, like weights and whatnot for half an hour, and then go to class and begin my day. Did that help? No, (laughs) it made me exhausted and miserable and mean. Uh, More recently I did yoga, or not yoga, uh, CrossFit for a couple of years. And the goal of CrossFit most days is to make a sweat angel, which means that everything that you have, every last bit of your energy is processed, comes out as sweat. And I ended up, for many people, that's healing and refreshing. For me, that ended up as exhaustion and misery because I didn't know I was dealing with a, pr- a pretty severe thyroid issue that was getting worse. that has been getting worse for a long time. And so I didn't have enough energy. But if you tell me like, this is the way, all right, that doesn't, okay. And so I would take every last bitty of energy that I have, throw it at my workout plonk down come home take a nap be exhausted for the rest of the day and be like well that's what body is supposed to want and i'm giving body what it's supposed to want breathwork came about for me because working out for the last i would say year and a half has just felt like it's not possible like i don't even have the energy to pretend that i have a bucket to fill to go and throw on the floor as a sweat angel at a workout so that causes like stuff to get stuck in your body because your body wants to move. Only my body didn't have the energy to move. And so breath work for me was the ability to, to ground, to be steady in my body, to process and reset a bunch of emotions in particular, all the political climate that was going on in the last year, that's still very much going on. And I found it as a reliable way to touch the divine. So if you're like, well, what the fuck is breath work? It's really simple. It's just, you breathe into your belly, you breathe into your heart, you breathe out your mouth, you breathe into your belly, you breathe into your heart, you breathe out your mouth. And you do that for a long time you do that for between 30 and 40 minutes of just repeating that and what it does is it bypasses the mind which is really hard for me to do and goes into the body and lets the body do the work of moving whatever needs to be moved through you and of processing the feels that you have and resetting your body into a sort of a bright heart sort of state I tend to go mushball like I, I, yeah, I yeah like um I spent a long time as an empath in victimhood land breath breathwork brings me back to a bright heart and to being steady and grounded cuz walls don't work for me I try them I can do them if I feel really threatened or really vulnerable it's not pretty there's a reason that my spirit animal is a porcupine it's it's bah it's steady um, so that's not my default But I can do it, and that doesn't work either. And so, if there's, that's when we come back to breath work, and we process, and we feel, and we reset. So, how to actually enjoy being a human is first off the willingness to feel, to acknowledge that neither the walls nor the mushiness will ultimately serve you at at a lifelong level. That you're going to have to figure out a way to get to having that bright heart, and it's to make space to process and reset your emotions, and your heart as much as possible. And again, I'm not saying you have to do breath work. You can, it's great. There's a free class waiting for you that I made at breathehewerepeat.com. But it's this willingness to to allow spaciousness within your own being. Because when we get cramped in our interiors, life gets really shitty really quickly. And when you have too much it's a shame you can't see me. This is like the one time I wish I had video. Okay. So if you're standing, just hunch your shoulders forward and then slump them down. If you have breasts, you want them to be hanging on your waist. Like that's the level of just yuck that the interior clutter is going to cause. It's going to cause a forward and a down motion. And your heart is not bright when it's in that position. So anything that you can do to process whatever is in there, whatever you're holding, whatever you're afraid of, whatever lives in your particular oil slick, anything that you can do to work with that and to work through that is going to be an amazing, amazing tool for you to have. So my challenge for you is to find a reliable reset. If movement is not your thing and you've always felt like workouts are a form of torture in some fashion, if moving your body has never really been like, oh my God, I love moving my body. It's the best thing. If some part of you wishes that gym class had never happened, like I have all the trauma from the gym class. (laughs) There's so much weeping. I don't remember much of elementary school. I remember a few times that were really happy, and I remember weeping in gym class regularly and reliably. Um, it's not that I don't want to find a way into my body. It's that the breath allows me to be in my body. And from there, yes, then I can step into yoga, then I can step into other things. But I've found breathwork to be so fucking powerful as a way to bypass the mind, process what I'm feeling, and reset my heart to a place where I can be open, where I can care for other people and for myself and my pets um, without losing my mind or hating the world. So that's why I do it. And if you're like, why would you give us a free session? Because I want you to try it. I really do. And if you want to buy some from me, cool. And if you're like, that was fucking stupid and terrible. Awesome. At least you tried. It has made a world of difference to the way that I show up in the world and in my life. It has made me believe in the fact that I am being held by the divine at this deep, deep level. It has provided sustenance for my soul in a way that nothing else ever has. Not church, not thinking, not yoga, not speaking, not... There's just, there's nothing else like it. So, if you head to breathehealrepeat.com, Or to kristenkelp.com and hit up Breathwork. Yeah, there's a free class waiting for you. And then somebody sent me an email last week that was like, I bought a class and I'm saving it for when life is really bad and that's when I'll do the class. Okay, please, 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 please don't do that. That's like saying that you'll take a bath when you get really smelly when in fact you could take a bath every single day, right? So Breathwork is a thing to introduce into your life As a practice, as something that you do once a week, twice a week, as often as you would like, but once a week is really, really helpful for studying. It can make you feel less like a victim of your own feelings, less like a victim of other people's feelings, or at the other end of the spectrum, it can allow you to feel in a safe way that you know you're not gonna die. Okay, so you have me, you have my voice. You have 37 minutes of whatever happens and then you can go about your day because body really wants to convince you that whatever is in your own interiors will kill you. (laughs) And, And the truth is that it won't. There is always a spaciousness underneath that oil slick of yuck. Always, always, always. And it might take a few times to get there. And when you get there, you will never, ever, 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 ever see life the same way. So the reason I want you to do breath work is because I want you to be able to not feel like a victim of your own life and of your own emotions. I want you to know what it's like to walk around with a bright heart. And yeah, it's still painful. Having an open heart means people can get to you and they can say things and they can do things that are fucking terrible. And you probably won't read the YouTube comments ever again because they just hurt too much. But you'll also have this spaciousness within yourself that is steady steady that's reliable, that's grounded, that's beautiful, and that allows for you to have the full spectrum of emotions without making yourself wrong for having them. So the only way that I have to be a really deeply feeling human and to reset continuously is to do breath work. And recently I've added yoga, but it's still... Not as reliable as breathwork for getting me to that spot where I trusted myself and my emotions and in my place in the world every single solitary time. So, yeah, the class that I made for you at breathehehealrepeat.com or at kristenkelp.com when you click on breathwork um, is going to walk you through. Uh, it's a class called Lighter, and it's not about being lighter. Physically, it's about being lighter energetically. So it's designed to help you put a bunch of stuff down. Um, all of us kind of carry like like little little pockets of pain and little handbags full of despair and little um, little or big maybe uh, baggage like luggage full of trauma. We can let those go. We can begin to put those down, and we can do it in a way that does not require the mind or words. Am I saying you should stop going to therapy? No, go to therapy. I'm saying that this makes a beautiful addition to therapy, that it will often put things and movements uh, into play that haven't been in play for a long time, and then you just breathe it out. So when you do breath work, you lie down. You breathe through the pattern. So there's, so there's belly, heart, out. So, That's all you're going to do. And you're like, Kristen, that sounds so fucking dumb. Are you kidding me? That this is what you're so excited about. And I promise, 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 promise that it does make a difference. It will take you places. And it is the most reliable heart reset that I've found for empaths like me. So if you think you feel too much or you don't feel a goddamn thing, this is a fantastic place to start. And it's free. So go and get it, please. And then let me know how it goes. And that is k at kristinkelp.com if you want to let me know. Thank you so much for listening. That was the sound of me turning in my notes like a champion um, because paper. And um, I'm I'm so scared slash thrilled to actually tell you what's going on and why I do breath work. And um, if you're sick of hearing about it, good. Have you gone and done it yet? Have you tried it? because until you try it, I don't want to hear that you're tired of hearing about it. I just don't. I don't. I'm not taking that as an answer. So may you know the joy of having a bright heart. May the walls you've built to protect yourself crumble in due time. And may you feel less and less like a mush ball and more and more like you deserve to be here walking this earth on a regular basis. May you find a reliable way to reset, whether that's with movement, breath, energy, or all three. May you stop fearing your own interiors, and may you know the spaciousness that already lives within you. Thank you so, so much for listening, and I will see you next time.
1: Are we human or are we dancers?
0: Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different.